It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available of course to you every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your good podcast from. Well, the weekend is calling us, almost upon us once again. It is a, another Friday, another day uh, closer to the end of September. It is September the 22nd and I see Property Credit they have released a report on the top 20 Australian suburbs suitable for upsizing. Now they take into consideration house size, affordability and future price growth and the list encompasses capital cities including Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Perth Canberra and Adelaide in fact Adelaide's Bel Air tops the national list for upsizing with a starting budget of just over 997,000 and a suburb score of 82. Sydney options include Barrowa Heights and Hornsby Heights with a suburb score of 77. Melbournians can explore Eltham North offering a starting budget of 1,150,000 and their suburb score of 77. And I'll have some more of those cities coming up in just a moment. But it is a Friday morning, so it's time to welcome back Arjun Paliwell, Head of Research at Investigate Buyers Agency, as we look at property investing for Sydney siders. And good morning to you, Arjun. Uh, What about that Barroa Heights? Are you surprised by that? Yeah, good morning, my friend. Not surprised by it at all because I have actually gone past the suburb a few times and in particular used the boat ramp. So my friends and I have actually ventured out that way with the skis and we've gone jet skiing out Barara Heights Way and uh, very leafy, green, river access and all of that put together with some pretty decent sized homes as well. I can see why it would attract many people. Indeed. And coming up this morning, Arjun, we're having a look. This is a really good one to be talking about, the Sydney auctions and just how important they are. Yeah, so Sydney auctions are extremely important when it comes to Sydney auctions. They're just such a large makeup of the share of sales in Sydney and they therefore need to be understood. And I thought it'd be good to jump on the mic with you today to go through that. All right, and we will do that with Arjun in just a moment, the other side of this. We are more than just a real estate podcast. We cover a multitude of subjects, including property data, current buyer-seller sentiment, and the mood of the market. Follow each week all of the main talking points and know your property. And continuing on with the top 20 Australian suburbs suitable for upsizing, this is this report from Property Credit. It evaluates suburbs based on metrics like affordability, price growth and lifestyle. And it also focuses on areas offering four-bedroom houses, socio-economic profiles and adequate housing stock, which is interesting. Now, if we go across to Perth, residents have various choices like rolling and also Woodvale with budgets below 1 million. 
Brisbane's Tarragindi is recommended with a starting budget of $1.25 million and a suburb score of 78. And Canberra boasts suburbs like Curtin and Hughes, both with suburb scores of 78 as well. Well, let's have a look at those birthday calls for your Friday for September the 22nd. And if you like that song, I Love Rock and Roll, Joan Jett, she is turning 64. And if you're a year old, a happy birthday to you. Billy Piper is turning 40. Andre Bocelli, he's also turning 64. And do you remember Ronaldo, the Brazilian footballer? He is turning 47 today. It's the main centre forecast. And around the country, checking on that all-important weather word with the wind-up towards the weekend in Sydney, expecting a mainly fine day, your high of 19 degrees. In Melbourne, pretty much the same. Should be mainly sunny today, a little bit of cloud with 17. A very cloudy day in Brisbane, temperature-wise 25. And in Perth, once again, probably the place to be and Expecting also 25 degrees with sunshine. Don't navigate the real estate market alone. Let us help guide you in the world of real estate every day. Make better informed decisions with the latest news and insights. And it is a Friday morning. Well, Sydney is known as a market that sees a large volume of transactions each year. As one of Australia's largest real estate markets, it's really important to learn and understand about one of the most important methods of sale in Sydney real estate, and that is the auction market process, which, as I say, is massive in Sydney. And Arjun Paliwell, the head of research at Investigate Buyers Agency, is back to unpack the auction data. And Arjun, there is a, a lot to learn here in this space when it comes to people buying property and transacting around auctions. Perhaps this morning you can point out some of those important aspects. Yeah, so for those learning about auctions, I guess an auction sale to begin with is where buyers compete for a property by placing bids. And the sale price ends up getting decided on the fall of the hammer and sold immediately to, I guess, the successful bidder. Now, auctions can be both live and in many cases, they're also online these days. Uh, there's a reserve price, which doesn't get disclosed prior. And that's essentially the minimum price where the seller will accept a winning bid. And then if it's not met, it can pass in and the price wasn't satisfactory and therefore negotiations can often take place with the highest bidder. And so from this perspective, it's uh, key to, oh, I guess, get away from bidding against yourself. And buyers can be in a better spot when homes pass in at times. And they don't always sell on the passing in moment. And then from there, they go on to the market again as, as a private treaty offering. So this is essentially what auctions are, just from that basic level understanding or breaking it down to the what an auction truly is. Okay, so the the Sydney market, now it is driven along in property sales without question strongly, as we've pointed out, with auctions. Why is it crucial to comprehend auctions in the context of Sydney's housing data analysis? 
Well, the first thing is when you're looking at data of any market, an example here, Sydney, it's critical to make sure you understand the transactions that are taking place. And auctions as a result in Sydney make up such a large percentage of sales. Just to give you some statistics, in Adelaide over the last couple of weeks, so if we looked at that mid-September data, Adelaide here had 86 auctions occur in a particular week. And then Brisbane had about 88. Now, if we take Brisbane's 88 and you compare it against Sydney's 811, that's almost 10% of Sydney, but Brisbane has half the population of Sydney. So you can see that it's not as much of a makeup in Brisbane as it is in comparison in Sydney. And Melbourne follows much the same as Sydney where they have similar auction rates in terms of volumes. And this just shows how important it is as a percentage of sale. And especially now with springtime, things get busy. Yeah, so in your experience analysing auction data, what are the critical percentage metrics that distinguish, let's say, excellence next to average and then below average auction activity? This is a good question because now that we know it makes up such an important portion of sales, obviously it's data that you should start tracking. And when you're starting to look at these data points, we found that when auctions get sort of in that low to mid 60s, 62 to 65%, we see either a very start of the phase of softening markets or in some cases, balanced markets. This is where you're just not getting an amazing result all the time, but you're not getting a horrible result all the time. And this is that point in which people say, oh, markets may start declining here. Now, naturally, if you're below that or hovering at that for too long, prices tend to come down a little bit as they have in history when looking at Sydney. However, when things start to ramp up above that, it's usually a sign of price growth. And that price growth being quite important to Sydney's market when you combine auction data, this is because it makes up such a large volume of activity. In recent weekends, we've seen rates of 70% plus, 72% in that mid-September weekend. Whilst it's similar to the weekend prior, it's better than the weekend this time last year, which was at 65%. And this time last year, we were in the swings of the declines of Sydney market too. So it just shows you that the low 60s, the mid 60s, that can be where the declines happen. And when you're in the 70s, it's definitely price rising time. Yeah, and it is, as you say, it is on the way up. And given that campaigns may be time consuming, along with data lags and buyer impatience is also a bit of a factor, how can prospective buyers, particularly in Sydney, prevent consistently overpaying or frequently missing out at auctions? Yeah, so when you're looking at overpaying, comparable analysis is a key part of that. And with comparable analysis, we tend to follow a framework of internal, external, land size, recency of sale, the neighborhood it's in, and the market heat occurring. And now when you transition that market heat point, this is where getting on the ground is more important in markets like Sydney, in markets like Melbourne, due to the auction portions of sale. And getting on the ground is when you start to see the truth, how much activity is there, how much movement is there from your comparables versus actual sales. What level of bidding activities, they're not just the price activity, but the actual bidding and people at the open homes, the inspections at the auctions. All of this data helps because you see a disconnect in the data considering when a property first goes to market, that might be the point in which the interest is the highest. And if that's the point and auctions are carrying themselves four, sometimes six weeks or three weeks down the track, you're constantly in this lag mode when a market's having a good run, especially like clearance rates today in the 70s. 
So it's important to get on the ground, get the comparables right and bring the two together. And what about the numbers in terms of the reporting? Because I've spoken to some people and they just don't fully trust the reporting of the the auction numbers. What do you say around that particular space? Yes, there's a lot of revision that occurs in these auction numbers. Um, There's various data providers that do a decent job at this. So you've got obviously the likes of the large parties like Domain. Uh, Then you have the auction insider group. You also have the likes of SQM research. Many people are having various takes on auction. However, you just can't go wrong when you have a combination of three points of data. One is the spreadsheets like we're talking about percentages today. The second is comparable analysis as a property goes up online versus what it actually sold for. And then the third is being on the ground and seeing it live because that is the truth. And it's not like when you buy property in Sydney, you're buying all over Sydney. You're usually actually finding an area where you can bring it down to a certain group of markets. And when you've got that group of markets, you can take these three data sets and isolate it. And Sydney's auction data is broken down by subregions. And then you go on the ground in your region and then you compare comparable analysis in your region. That way, there's no mistakes to be made. Yeah, no, that's a very good point that you make. Once you're actually on the ground, you're actually observing what is taking place at the auction. Things kind of open up from there. All right, Arjun. Well, that is a good little analysis there on what is happening in the auction space. Enjoy your Friday. Have a fantastic weekend and look forward to talking soon. Thank you, my friend. Really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe. We have hundreds of episodes, all designed to help you better understand the constantly evolving and dynamically changing real estate property market. But his comment was never, ever, ever bet against the Australian property market. And those words definitely ring true. That is absolutely all true. But if I actually look at when those cash rate hikes started to hit, Yes, our market has gone down. Like I said, prices have softened, but it hasn't softened or it hasn't declined as much as it has declined in the US or in Canada. So our market, even though it's declined, it's actually more resilient than the US and Canada. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 